Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. This week we are discussing Peter Pan. Um, I am joined by good friend and comedian Kathleen Hoyt, and we have a good time talking about this. However, there are a lot of problematic elements to this film. Um, So, join us for the ride. Without further ado, here we go. Oh my god, hi! Hi. Um, Today we're talking about... Let's get right into it. We're talking about Peter Pan. Um, so I want to start from the tippity top. What is your experience with this movie? And then um, what did you think rewatching it this time? So it was definitely a part of the Disney repertoire for me in terms of my childhood. Um, and and so I did spend a huge chunk of, of the movie being like, what was I like putting myself back in like, you know, seven year old mind, you know, which was really um, bizarre. And I've always loved the idea of Peter Pan. I think it being in London and it having like so many different fantasy elements and, and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that I feel like was sort of bubbling under the surface for me the whole time while I was watching it this time as an adult, because I mean, it really has been so long. I, I yeah. can't tell you the last time I saw it. Um, was just Peter Pan, not only the historical context, right? Like we've got this author and we've got like all of these spinoffs and, and blah, 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 and, and how it's such a huge part of like our culture, I would say, like especially yeah. like in, in the 20th century, you know? Um, but also the whole idea of like Peter Pan syndrome. And like, there was so much about like parental and gender and sexual relationships that like were coming up me for the whole thing and I was like yeah this is like deep shit and I know I've dated several men with Peter Pan syndrome and we don't have to, we don't have to go into that so but... yeah no, no 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 that's exactly what I would actually not like to talk about this movie and like to get into that um <laughs> <laughs> so what is Peter Pan syndrome essentially just not wanting to grow up from okay from what my armchair psychiatrist yeah yeah friends, no, no, no. Like, and, and by the way we're not diagnosing anybody but we are diagnosing people yes <laughs> just um, not officially least, just armchair diagnosing so that i may get through life and think <laughs> that i'm the sane one out of out of everyone um oh yeah they're de- they're definitely a psychopath um so from what i understand it is a man that doesn't want to grow up right yeah. and and with that the first time that i really encountered it as a phenomenon I was 26 years old and dating a 45-year-old man. Don't do it, kids. Uh, Yeah, and I also can say I've never dated, but I have um, 
Um, I've taken a couple test drives and honey bunches of oats. That is that is for nobody. <laughs> no, no. And my very good friend at the time, who was a straight male, who we had no like sexual relationship at all, and he was like, "Have you heard of Peter Pan syndrome?" And he's like telling me about it, and I was like, "Damn, he's right. This guy's fucked up." But I still didn't listen, and it still like crashed and burned. But yeah, I thought about that a lot um, throughout the film, and there were I was just. There's a lot of like again female male gender roles. Yeah, I don't know. A, we can unpack there, as we go. Oh, through. and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to unpack. So there's something I I my history with this movie is I know I watched it when I was a kid because there are things that are the thing with these Disney movies and I don't I wonder if this is still the case. Like the thing about these Disney movies is that the ones that are classics like from the 50s the 60s and this film was released in 1953. Yes. is that when you're born in the 90s you kind of are at some point exposed to them and you watch them but i just don't think i think kids are sort of at the level of whatever the the most popular animation of their time is yeah you know what i mean like even my young niece can't watch things from the 90s cuz she says the animation's bad so and i was like i remember being a kid and feeling that way when i watched these old films where i was oh, like oh really okay yeah. all right this one, um, you felt more disconnected than, say, like, our movies, which were, like, exactly. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, like, yeah. Yeah, and, like, re-watching them now, they're also all remastered, so it's harder to, sometimes harder to pick out those differences, but, um, uh, so I remember a lot of it. I haven't watched it in forever. Boy, oh boy, this <laughs> movie does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I would I would say it really just all depends on your definition of quote unquote holding up. No, um Yeah, up. you can still watch it from the beginning to the end. It's still it, the the film reel is tangible and Ooh. it's accessible. <laughs> you can hold it in your hands if, if you it's had not to. degrading, it's not like um uh withering away into dust in your hands. But outside of that definition. <laughs> Yeah, not not working for um, anyone. Well, my, you know, I think our first clue was um, definitely the Disney Plus trigger warning screen. Yeah. Your film start in eight seconds. Watch out. You have eight seconds to decide if you want to see some really fucked up shit from 1953. Um, that was, and I knew, I mean, I knew because, I, I knew I that heard. there were some unpleasant things in it. <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> I was not prepared for the level. And also the the spoiler like warning is huge. It's Star Wars level saga. And to your point, you have eight seconds to read it. <laughs> that's, that's all you My get. brain just took it in as something something's bad. <laughs> Damn. Well, I knew. I, I felt I was a little bit more prepared for the trigger warning screen than than you were based on your reaction. Um, but I think I, I was under the impression that there weren't a ton of, of films that like still had them or someone had told me that like Aladdin had one, but other ones didn't have it or something. But I mean, I, I knew, and I think, was there like a side thing? I mean, just specific to the Native Americans alone, was there a, wasn't there like a re-release where they took it out or something like when they released some DVD or did you read about anything like that? I have no idea. It's, I mean, the these old, especially these old films are so short. They're like an hour and a couple minutes, usually. Like it's the like time. hour and 16 or hour and 18, I think. 
yeah and the the like the american india part of it is like such a huge chunk of the story that i can't imagine what the how much would be left or how much without it right yeah um but it was so and also i don't keep up i i could not tell you if it was removed or not i do i will say i do appreciate that they put those those warnings at the beginning to say like hey you are about to see something (laughs) and given the news (laughs) and given where we are given the weekend we've had seeing this was just i was so mad at so many people in this fictional film i was mad at the dad i was mad at peter pan i was mad at these boys i was mad at everybody i'm watching it through my like through twitter updates as like yeah well fuck you too peter pan (laughs) well i think i think i was just you know what's interesting is the most recent version because i mean there's so many variations of peter pan right so like i'm thinking about hook i'm thinking about you know the Johnny Depp movie that yeah. where he plays the author. I'm thinking about the real live action Peter Pan that recently happened. I feel like I've seen those. That was the context that was going in with this like really adult context and this historical context about it. But again, like the themes around, I don't know. I feel like it was like hitting me when in a very like therapeutic. That sounds like it's healing. It was not healing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would say like a psycho psychoanalysis lens yeah. you know that's that's how I felt I was like this is like I definitely wrote at Oedipus complex somewhere I was like, gonna say this of. is this and we will get into the plot but this is because we're seven minutes in now but we um and I never check the time but it's so interesting and I am this is a great question and I think this differs for everybody as to whether or not you can look at a piece of art or something from the time and sort of mm-hmm. recognize this is from a different time and be able to compartmentalize and sort of say like, I can look at this film from the historical lens that it was produced and still find things, find the enjoyable pieces through the problematic pieces. And then other people just truly cannot, you know, it's just too much. The problematic sim- symbology is just too much for them. Um, I normally fall closer to the the former closer to I can wreck it like for instance for me it's always shocking to me when somebody watches something from like the 80s and points out that it was like sexist or homophobic and you're like no shit yeah I was like get duh <laughs> like I mean we we still ain't woke really like, yeah. it's, it's, it hasn't been that long <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it, it, there I mean this movie has so many points where it was very very like jarring um, jarring it wasn't just sort of like oh that's a little bit of this a little bit of that um also you bring up another good point which is that this similar to cinderella it's like one of those stories that is always retold a million times so yes what like i didn't even realize this was based off of a book like by a scottish person based off of a book that was first to play he first wrote a play and then the play was like the og and like you remember at the beginning of book when um which hook was supposed to be a broadway musical that's another see i could take us on a trivia road just stop me (laughs) but um ultimately like hook was supposed to be a broadway musical but the play that the beginning of the actual movie hook you know where that peter pan is sometimes played by a little girl and like flies Mm -hmm. in and like you know that's sort of like a big chunk of american i mean not american but like um 
20th century history right yeah. um and and so it feels like foundational and like almost like part of like a, fa a fabric and connected to so many other symbols and things that yeah. we think about and it's different than say watching you know like moana right it's like a brand new yeah. story it's not as like connected in that way and so wild so let's get into the plot shall we Oh Lord, I'm just I on my notes. I'm so like excited <laughs> and nervous at the same time. In London, England, circa 1900, did not realize it was supposed to be that long ago. Um, George, I did. I did my <laughs> George and Mary Darling's preparations to attend a party are disrupted by the antics of their boys John and Michael, who are acting out the story of Peter Pan. Wendy, their elder sister, tells them stories of Peter Pan every night. George, who is fed up of the stories, declares that Wendy has gotten too old to continue staying in the nursery with the boys. That night, Wendy and the boys are visited in the nursery by Peter Pan himself, who teaches them to fly with the unwilling help of his pixie friend Tinkerbell. He takes them with him to the island of Netherland or Neverland. Okay, right from the top. So much. The the dog does not get enough respect. That right is... from the oh very God. top. I was mad for the dog. I was like, they, these people are like, this dog is cleaning up after these people? I, Hello? I, I, no. <laughs> I literally, um, I literally was like, I can't believe that. First of all, this, like, I had to look her up. I'm assuming she's like approaching menstruation because they're talking about she needs to grow up. Wendy, what is that, like 12? Yeah. 13? How old um, is she? I, that's what I, I, I gathered 12, 13, yeah. right? And he, she's supposed to be like kind of the same age as Peter Pan. Um, and I'm like, okay, so you're gonna scream at this bitch for telling stories. You've already kicked out the dog, right? <laughs> no one here, like, no one here is actually interested in taking care of the children. And the ones that are, you're sending them away, and they aren't even qualified. Like, Wendy has to grow up, and Nana gets kicked out. Yeah, and I was like, really, I was, I the talk down that Mr. Oh. Darling, or you know, had to have with Nana, like, oh, it's not personal. It is personal. Yeah. He put her outside. Are you kidding? He put her outside. First of all, he dragged her down the stairs by her neck. Uh-uh. And she's like... her butt on them steps. <laughs> and then the whole time, He's like, I can't be out here. I'm so sorry. And it's like, you're not taking care of your kids. You're trying to go. First of all, your kids ill-behaved, cutting uh, through sheets. Well, antics. I mean, you talk about being triggered right there. Boys will be boys. I was not having it. And I know <laughs> Wendy wasn't either. <laughs> Wendy seemed too polite. I mean, I, I will say the fact that every female character in this movie, and normally we are not this normally just kind of like talk shit but like <sighs> given the weekend and i just could not under i the week, got the, what we were all living through right what we're, now, and will yeah. will be for the rest of our lives oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> i diarrhea blast on camera I love <laughs> you, see, it. you see a brown spray paint splatter on the <laughs> on the wall behind me um oh my god. but the fact that these the characteristics of all the the female characters are like just jealous and we'll get to more examples later. Oh my, yes. But I was like, Wendy, you need to be pissed that you're raising these kids. <laughs> That's like, what she, you oh, need She's to just be. like so happy. I mean, like, and she was doing physical chores. Like she was carrying things and like 
and I'm like, you're 12 or 13 years old and like taking care of these sweet babies. And you're like, it's no problem. I'm so sweet stories. It's great. Yeah. Um, I just want to make mention of one thing that I think is really important before we move on okay. to the next point, which is <sighs> there's a theme in my life. And I think it's because <laughs> of like, the trauma that I experienced as a child and like when I got put in front of the tv and then I would eat which is why I'm a fat kid um and (laughs) and so watching old Disney movies that I haven't watched since I was a kid there are parts that always make me hungry I don't and to this day like I watch it and there are parts that make me hungry and a lot of times it's because there's like food in the movie which we all know movie food is like superior but like that tonic that Nana serves it's so thick and like I want to know what it tastes like and also like what is that is that drugs is she drugging them what I would she poured it out first of all it's thick and like brown like yellow brown brown. brown, green yellow yeah all of those colors and I was like oh is she just giving them like essentially NyQuil to make them go to sleep no, it's like the time, think about it. It's early 1900. It's when Coca-Cola was invented. Like it was Coke was like, everything was like laced in Coke and like witch doctor, like just Sweeney Todd. They're like selling that shit on the street. That is witch wild. doctor shit. Yeah. And it, yeah. That, tonic. That, it's that literally, tonic it's was thick. So thick. And I was like, God, I want to know what it tastes like so bad. And it was just, just immediately like shipped back to my childhood of being hungry i don't know yeah i don't know i did i will say the parts about this i i like well first of all i was surprised that they knew peter pan that was the most shocking thing to me because i haven't watched this in forever that when and i was a little bit in and out but whenever he shows up so quickly i kept thinking i put on the sequel because i just thought Oh, they all know him already. They're so acquainted. No one's They're scared. So, yeah, nobody's scared. There's no. I thought there's there was more like, who are you, Peter Pan? Oh, ha, ha, ha. But there was none of that. it. They just know him, and his his uh, shadow is like locked in a drawer, not explained. Not explained at all. Like, how did she catch it? Why don't I get like a flashback of that? That would yeah, be why so did, funny. Why does nobody know? Like, how did it get in there? How did it get locked in there? Um, and so casual and again also so casual that she's just like genuinely living this experience apparently because she caught this shadow and telling her parents about it and like nothing that's That's like they're like that's so funny you have to grow up and (laughs) like what is she seeing things is this okay hold on is this what is it what's that movie where they're like oh lost Spoiler alert coming up, Lost, yeah. if you watch Lost. A lot of people, this isn't even a spoiler alert, but a lot of people suspected that like the whole thing was like a dream or like Hurley's dream yeah. or something like that. What if all of Peter Pan is just like Wendy's fucked up dream? Okay, sorry. God, it probably is. And then I also like the animation of the pixie dust. I don't know how original it is, but it did really feel like cute and magical. Another thing that made me hungry sugar you know it's like gold sugar yeah. it's like mixture. it really is very like sugary sweet and they're like little t- like little uh bells ringing and stuff also tinkerbell has a bad fucking attitude people but, but people love tinkerbell i mean she is on so many tramp stamps she is so many tramp stamps like she is an an icon for like living above the ass crack like i <laughs> i just so, and such an unnecessary attitude because like I mean she's she's like this cute little like <laughs> I don't understand like she's so and 
she's even got an attitude looking at herself in the mirror she's like measuring her hips and i'm like they're small you're small you're tiny like why are we like i'm so lost like she's got some real deep-seated maybe it's like body dysmorphia or like something is going on where it's like fucking with her ability to i don't know be be right i don't know either and then um they fly out of the house they're flying all over london i like that this is what i remember this is like the most iconic i think beautiful shots of the movie is them i loved two parts of this movie and the rest of it i was mad at i loved them <laughs> flying around london and their silhouettes and the and the shadows when you see the shadows on the ground and stuff iconic mm-hmm. iconic very beautiful very cute and london. then i also love later when um uh captain hook has like a jewelry set of hooks <laughs> like that is so funny to me that was so good um, those are your two favorite parts those are my two favorite parts because also like when they showed peter because everybody's like and forgive my language everybody's like absolutely like boned up for peter pan i literally have in my notes why is everyone so horny for fucking peter pan like, he's, what? he's an asshole he's an asshole who is 11 and has the craziest eyebrows I've ever seen on a child. <laughs> He's got like Peter Gallagher size <laughs> and style eyebrows, but he has the face of a 11 year old. <laughs> Drunk Eugene Levy wanders into a uh, <laughs> car wash. Drunk redheaded Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I also didn't understand. Well, I mean, for a story about a boy who never grows up, there's like a lot of people like throwing themselves at him and a lot of adult like children it's gross there's again all i could think about is something was playing out for jm barry like as he was (laughs) writing this i really i'm gonna have to go back and do some research i might go get a we need a detective thesis on this i don't know but like some some something was going on for him sight like sexually i think yeah. i don't know something bad um, yeah i'm not comfortable <laughs> with it let's keep going <laughs> so a ship of pirates is anchored off neverland led by captain hook who is the first mate mr smee oh i can't read led by his first mate mr smee i was about to say captain hook is the captain hook, <laughs> not the first mate <laughs> Yeah, they're like fake. Devin. Oh, they put it in his both? name. <laughs> they could have made it easier. Uh, Hook desires to take revenge upon Peter Pan for cutting off his hand, but fears the crocodile who consumed the hand, knowing it is eager to eat the rest of him. When Pan and the darlings arrive, Hook shoots at them with a cannon, and Peter sends the darlings off to safety while he baits the pirates. Tinkerbell, who is jealous of Pan's attention to Wendy, persuades the Lost Boys, once again, persuades, this part was wild to me, persuades the Lost Boys that Pan has ordered them to shoot down Wendy. Wendy Bird! What the that just came that just came to me sorry side note Wendy Bird Ozark maybe it's related but Wendy Bird no violence I was like they were she was like no shoot it down not like kick it hit it like no Tinkerbell's an insurrectionist she tells them shoot her down and then later they're like did you try to kill her she's like jingle 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 yes jingle (laughs) you're like what the Uh, somebody like needs get her wait just I just remembered I just flashed back do you remember at the beginning when Wendy comes in and like is talking to Peter and she's so excited to see him and he's like girls talk too much just plant that yeah for later again 
masculine and feminine representations. Then we've got Tinkerbell as like this jealous like leech that like is so in love with Peter that she wants to shoot down Wendy, the only mother he's ever claimed. Yeah. (laughs) He's twisted. Actually, the more that I think about it. I know. I can't. Anyway. So uh, then upon Tinkerbell's treachery is soon found out and Peter banishes her for a week. John and Michael set off with the Lost Boys to find the island's Native Americans. Okay, so this is a question. I put a lot of thought into what we should call these characters because I'm like, are they native to Neverland? Native Neverlandians? Yes. And also, you know, uh, Native populations always typically have various names of which they want to be called, and there's not like a unilateral name of which... I did notice that. I was like, what kind of bastardization is happening? Like, I li- I said, what kind? I think I was like, what kind of cross-contamination, right? <laughs> Even just watching, because when you watch it, like, I mean, I didn't sit down and, you know, maybe I should have. Maybe this would have been a better way to serve our, our, our Native people, regardless of country. Um, but I was like, there's a teepee here. There's, like, some pipe smoking. Like, I don't know what is Very actually, like, belongs ambiguous. to what tribe. Exactly. Yeah, and- I was like, I don't know. They didn't do the research because they're truly painted in really racist, like giant red. The nose. The nose. Everything was so. Once I did put this on, I worked at a family video for a long time. And we would, when we were sick of the screeners, because the screeners would just be like two hours of of, uh, movie trailers. Oh, I see. Yeah. So we'd get sick of those and we were allowed to put on things that were like store appropriate. So PG and down. We put on a lot of Disney movies. We put on that. I put this on once because they did the reissue, and uh-huh. it and it gets to a song. And I think I fast forwarded through it this rewatch, or maybe they've removed it. I don't know. There was a song where they just sang about. That's what people. makes the red man red. Exactly. Am I, I feel like I'm saying like the N word. I can't say red. It's man. really. It's, it's how do you even talk about the movie without like. It's so offensive. This the the, the and it's a third of the movie. You're right. Like it's so much of it. I had to take it out of the screener when I worked. Oh my god! I can't even look at it. You know, here's what I'll say. I don't even know if these are like positives or silver linings or whatever you want to call it. But twofold. One, I had like a I think a mega girl crush on Tiger Lily. Like I thought she was like so cute and like little Kathleen like wanted to be her wanted to be her best friend all that stuff so she was like just cool as shit and I was like damn I just want more of like her in general I remember Tiger Lily being a big deal I remember as a kid being like no that when they said her name again here I was like oh Tiger Lily of course like a classic character Um, yes they do this thing when they're like playing a game with the Native Americans and then they reveal later, like when they're tied to a spire or whatever you call those things. Oh, yeah. And then they say, our daughter was kidnapped and we're actually going to kill you unless she just shows up. You're like, like okay. Well, <laughs> Fuck um, my drag, right. I guess. I'm tied here. I can't <laughs> even help. <laughs> like, what are you talking well, about? Yeah, well, and even the John's, um, everything that like, as I was writing like everything that was bad I would write like what it was and but put yikes um and one of of the things that um that John said is like right when they the brother you know when he's the middle brother 
I already it's know like, oh, well, you know, they're known to be very savage. And I was like, okay, look, this is like look, the British, like this yeah. is the representation of what British school children thought in 1902 or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh God, not good, not good. Yeah. Um, and those things can pierce the air. Like <gasps> it's one of those things where when you hear it, you can, you know, like when you can pick your name out of a crowd. <laughs> you know where you could be at a crowded bar and tune everything out and then someone says your name and you're like yeah oh how did I do that the same can be said about certain wor racist words where oh when God, he said oh that God. I was like <gasps> what it felt like a bullet coming through my living room. So piercing. It's like, oh my God, I'm like physically affected by that. Yeah. Oh, one more thing that got yikes for me. Um cunning but not intelligent is what they said about yes. the Americans and Oy. I said dot 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 yikes that and the and the hooting and the yelling and the hollering the yelling, like, and the way just, they speak and all this it's just and also I don't know why this pissed me off but I was like some of these some of these characters can't even get eyes we can't oh even God, give them eyes. I was, I was yes. like, I don't know if that's a stereotype or not. I don't know what that means. I just don't something, like it. <laughs> something has to be wrong. No, that there has to be hatred in that. No, yeah. I am certain. Ugh. Well, let's just take a little. I mean, another marginalized people, but mermaids, right? Like, let's. They, I mean, at first, it's yeah. Like, let's get to the mermaids because. They, at first they're gorgeous and i'm like oh my god this whole scene in mermaid lagoon i'm living and it's this really is the third fantastical of it. and like the yes. water seems like it's glowing and they're like it, it and then it's like almost like mythology yes yes and they're stunning all different oh wait let me also say that i had a moment when we first came into the pirates where i was like there is not one person of color here. And the only, oh. like, I mean, the pirates, the mermaids, the the lost boys, nothing. Everyone's white. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like when we're watching these old classic movies, when there aren't people of color, I'm like, a part of me is like, thank goodness. Like, thank God we didn't, we don't have to, because of this experience. Thank God, because when right. there is one, it's such, it's oh. such an offense. <laughs> We got one. We're talking about you guys. We're celebrating your culture. Um, so, uh, so wild. But the mermaids. But the mermaids. I was so, I love them. They're so gorgeous. We love, you know, we love a mermaid. Wendy's freaking out. And then they're, again, these women, they immediately like sick, sick upon They Wendy. attack her. Literally, literally. They and pull she her has limb to fight from them limb. off like crazy. And they're screaming and pulling her hair and splashing her. And for what? Like, yeah. is Peter Pierce 12? Like, is he fucking them? Like, like, that's the other thing. It's like all these women are drawn, these mermaids are drawn to be really like kind of seductive, um, like definitely sensual. They're like, adult mermaid women. Like, that was the question I had because I was like, okay, so I know the boys don't age are the mermaids adults because some of the mermaids are just wearing a lay they have like no top on yeah but they were all curvilicious i would say Perv that curvilicious deaf <laughs> li li literally um, and then wendy comes like bouncing on a couple of rocks and these <laughs> girls or not um, bouncing. I mean, she's prepubescent. She, I don't think she has a titty to spare. No, no, but, but she's like truly like jumping from rock to rock, trying to survive. I don't know why she can't fly because she can sometimes, but she can't sometimes. When it's convenient. 
they tear her ass up. Oh my God. Rip her limb from limb. And then Peter is like, they're just kidding. <laughs> it's so funny. You could have drowned. She's like, I'm like, bleeding from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they tore her up like the stepsisters tear up Cinderella. Like, oh it is. Oh my God. It's so nasty. The same. Okay. Bizarre childhood memory, though. You know, when she picks up the shell, like, as a weapon and to, like, threaten them which good for her for standing up for herself she's like no yeah. bitch y'all better back the fuck up and i respect her for that yeah um she when i was a kid for some reason like this memory came back i thought it was like a cloth or a rag in her hand why would i think oh. that and i don't when, know that's weird i don't know but now i know it's, it's a it's like a conch conch cell right oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was like wendy you better kill these ladies you better kill them make an example <laughs> <laughs> red wedding all of them <laughs> honey it's a fish fry <laughs> it's lent oh my gosh <laughs> um so peter takes wendy to see the mermaids who flee in terror when hook arrive the 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 plot doesn't even describe the hate crime that we've just seen um no Mm-mm. Peter and Wendy see that the Hook and Smee have captured Tiger Lily to force her to disclose Peter's hideout. Peter frees Tiger Lily and returns her to the chief and the tribe honors Peter. And we talked about that portion. We didn't talk about the, the sort of in the cave where he's rescuing Tiger Lily. Um, Such a dramatic. So dramatic. Once again, probably the part I remember the most. But like, does it even drive the plot forward? Like, did I even need it? No, I just... Thing, I like, the tiger or the um, alligator is funny. That's Chasing true. Hook, and that's the only thing I remember. I mean, I can't. I think I I felt like watching it. I was like, this feels like it should be like the climax of the movie. Yeah. And I get there's certainly tension here, but like I really I don't understand the point other than we have to save Tiger Lily. But like, just all of it, and it's so gray. Like all Very I love gray. so much of the animation of the movie. But this whole thing, I was like, this just looks bad. Even like refinished. This is yeah. not something. The water's really like drab. Um, yeah, gray water, gray rocks, and or green water, I think in some places. Um, and then, yes, it's the crocodile, which is funny. But then we like sidestep into this other thing. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it, to me, it's another example of how you could have taken out the very distasteful Native American plot potentially and like expanded yeah. it differently, but neither here nor there. Um, oh, I have a note to to yeah. put talk about the dynamics of how Wendy and is treated not only by the Lost Boys just throughout the entirety of the movie, but like through the Native American culture as well, where they're calling her squaw and like saying like, no, you do this, you go do this. Like, again, it's another sort of like weird gender power dynamic that was bizarre. It's really, the way they treat Wendy is so weird. And so like, at one point she's the jealous new girl of Peter. Also to some of these people, she's their mother figure. Which I'm like, the bitch is 13 okay if that like i mean she again another example of women carrying all of the emotional labor doing all of the emotional fucking work for everyone in the whole damn movie 
It was, it was so, so, okay, so let's get to this. Wendy and her brothers eventually grow homesick and they plan to return to London. They invite Peter and the Lost Boys to join them and be adapted by, or be adopted by the Darlings. Like, right. they're going to take in all these kids. The Lost Boys are Dirty agree. children that, like, are maybe not even real. <laughs> that are dressed like animals and have come from a forest. They're literally, like, why, they're like, what are they called? What's that? Feral. They're feral, but I'm thinking of, um, <laughs> fuck, you know what I'm talking about, the Lord oh, of the where Flies. Oh, where the wild things are? Oh. No, where the, Lord of the Flies, like, kids, yeah. like, they're capable of, like, killing each other and stuff. That's what I think of. Okay, sorry. Oh. So the Lost Boys agree, but Peter does not want to go home, grow up and refuses. The pirates lay in wait and capture the Lost Boys and the Darlings as they exit the lair, leaving behind a time bomb to kill Peter. Tinkerbell learns of the plot just in time and snatches the bomb free from Peter as it explodes. Peter rescues Tinker from the rubble, and together they confront the pirates, releasing the children before they can walk the plank. Peter engages Hook in combat as the children fight off the crew. Peter defeats Hook, who falls into the water and swims away over the horizon, pursued by the crocodile. <laughs> First of all, Hook not held accountable for a goddamn thing. Not one thing. Yes, will is he being is he being chased by this crocodile for all of eternity potentially? But I would say that's still not enough. <laughs> also, I mean, we didn't even the whole pirates in general. We didn't even discuss like oh what this God. is all about. Like Neverland is tiny. It's literally got like four pockets, and like still <laughs> he needs directions to fucking Peter Pan's house. Like I can't. Like it's like. And Smee's like, let's leave. Let's let's go be pirates again and be like the gay lovers that we know that they are. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and like Hook is just like a whole vibe with like his fashion and style and all of that kind of stuff. Although I don't know why Hook was ever an option. But <laughs> it's like, what is your point of your existence? Right. And it's like, yeah. and now that you're gone, like what what's what's happening now? Right. Like it's just. Again, I have so many questions about what they were doing before, during, and after everything. Yeah. Um, and so, what, by the way, how tasty is is Captain Hook that this crocodile is following him forever? You know he has to taste like rum and like pennies. I, don't even I feel like he tastes like pennies. Rum and penny jerky. <laughs> you know like he doesn't look like he has a lot of fat or a lot of muscle like he's just crusty you know like his yeah. like limbs um okay so there's a couple of weird things that go down at this final battle scene yeah. one of which is that literally hook says to peter oh like he like challenges him to essentially like you can't beat me you know, because if you if you don't fly, essentially, which is a challenge. But literally when he's like, it's a trap. And I just remember sitting there and I mean, to be fair, I was a little high, but I remember being like, bitch, what else would it be? Like, you think he doesn't know? Like, it's a trap. Like, what? This motherfucker has already like defeated Hook like two or three times. So, but then Peter, not only does he, he agrees to it, which, okay, like he's a little cocky yeah. asshole, whatever. But like, then they're like when he's like fly fly why won't you fly and he's like because i always keep my word and i was like is this like a lesson are we trying to have like an aesop's fable in here yeah. like what i don't this seems like extra i don't know also i did zone out i zoned out a lot of this movie 
I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad because I, I, I do really. I was recognizing like, oh my god, what's going on now? I don't know. Uh, um, who cares? It's just it, it gets really swashbuckling and boring, like towards the end. Well, that was one of the things where, like, I did look up at one point, and the youngest boy, whose name I don't know, puts like Michael, a, Michael puts a cannonball. He is cute. And he puts a cannonball in his um, teddy bear. And then he's struggling to get it up this net the whole time. And then there's all these people, all these like, uh, I thought this was funny. There was, there's all these pirates climbing up this netting. And I'm the whole time I'm like, drop the cannonball. Drop the cannonball on them. Take them all down. Bowl. Go bowling. It doesn't do anything. Uh, then they all fight them off. They uh, Peter comes up and he like cuts the net and they all fall, but the one bad guy is holding on still. And out of nowhere, what's his name? Michael. Michael. Michael fully like <laughs> Molly whops him <laughs> with the cannonball, grabs the like grabs the teddy bear by the neck and just. <laughs> I was like, that's the energy we need. Bop 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 bop. <laughs> Michael was beautiful. Michael had a lot of empathy. He was like he was playing some sort of role of like being the one human I had hope about in this movie because yeah. like he had such empathy for Nana. He was always like, poor Nana. I can't believe she's going to be like, we, well, we can. And then remember when they're describing like, what's our mother? Does she have silky ears and wear a fur coat? And he's talking about Nana the dog. Oh my uh, God. Um, also but, like, were they trying, I couldn't tell if that meant that the longer they were on the island, the more they would forget their parents or if it was like, this mom truly is just going to parties every night and he has no idea. he has no concept of what a mother is. Um, I think it's probably that he's like three and doesn't have a lot of like semblance of, of time or language even, who really knows? Um, I don't know. I just felt like there was so much unresolved in this for me, Devin. Like this is just... Yeah. It's so... and. Again, so many like adult themes that never get addressed. Yeah. For me, about again, why is Wendy mothering everyone? Why is there this weird, like, horny for Peter vibe? Everyone yeah. is. Everyone. Everyone even, like wants a piece of him. Even Hook at one point comments yes. of like, they easy, like, these jealous women, and all you have to do is like make them jealous, so they'll do whatever you want. And I was yes, like, I wrote that what? down. Like, what? what is this about? Jane Barry, did you hate women? Did you hate your mom? Did you love your mom? There's Something. again, there's like there's like a sexual vibe too, because so like the scene where something weird, something weird and magical is happening in the scene where she's singing to all of them to go to bed, right? Yeah. And like he's sort of seeing her as this like adult like mother of his children almost did you get that vibe and like oh yeah and she's like mothering the children and they're like loving her and touching her and cuddling her and I'm like am I just like sexually repressed or like is this I, I don't know I feel something's like this is some, something's off here like this familial kind of I know like, and it is I also, don't know I will say we keep talking about historical lenses and then we'll wrap this up because we're at the end of the, we could the talk plot. forever we could talk forever <laughs> uh but like also from a historical lens, as we watch these old classic movies, I can't help but wonder how much of just like, we question these things because we watch and ingest more sophisticated storytelling at this point. Like how much of the 50s was just going to a movie, simple plot, 
simple things that you could describe right. to somebody at your office when you saw it like oh we went to see peter pan and you know they go to this island none of the boys grow up and they fight <laughs> the pirates and you know it was a good time huh? <laughs> it was a good time bobby jr loved it uh, <laughs> i don't know how much of it is that and you were just like oh she's just singing about being a mom because that's a nice thing to do and these boys don't have whatever but i was looking at it like why is this 13 year old so invested in the idea of what being a mother is? She needs to be invested in like picking anything up else or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like, like, I go to the most boring thing. <laughs> the only other thing, she needs to be invested in feeling grass. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Skipping stones. Uh, H- having friends. Like, <laughs> you know like something where why are her and her friends not learning the routine the dance routine to bye 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 (laughs) and trying to perform it for the talent show like i don't get i don't get it did you ever perform in a talent show me yeah um no i've done it one and a half times (gasps) so i once i did karate because i took nine years of martial arts so i did oh my god yeah so i did karate to the uh the um mortal kombat soundtrack of course you did. Course. To this day, I don't know what happened because I had rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it. We gave him the, the it was back in the time with tape cassettes yep. because it mm-hmm. was probably like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. We give it to him. We have, all you have to do is go in, you rest, whatever. I standing out on the stage forever. The music's not starting. I'm 10. I have no idea what to do. So I'm like looking around and there's some like, high school junior on the side that's volunteering who's panicking as hard as I am and he's like just do the routine and I'm saying like there's no music all of a sudden it does it does start and there's like four extra measures at the beginning that have come from nowhere they haven't oh been God. in the the cassette the whole time I've been practicing for weeks oh and all oh of a sudden God. there's an additional like so I start and then that's wrong so I stop and then I realize like I don't know what song this is so I should just go and then I was I would be doing like some and I had choreographed honestly it was just like whatever routine we used to u- learn in class I was just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. putting it to but songs. you like matched it to the music I matched mean, that's it to the music so I would be like boom kick and then like three beats later it would be like <laughs> As I'm like walking, it was so bad. And then uh, another time I choreographed my sister and her best friend because they wanted to dance, but they were like, we can't make up a dance. They were like six and I would have been 11. So I was like, I've got you. I'll give you one guess as to the song I chose, the mu- the musical uh, group that I choreographed a dance them for. Time's dream. up. It's the Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls. I was going to say Dream. Remember the girl band Dream? Oh, Dream would have been a dream. What is I... it? He he loves me. He loves you not. Remember yeah. that? Uh, oh my. Uh, picking petals, flowers, trying to get your way. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yes, I wish. But instead it was it was Cheetah Girls, which Cheetah I also Girls. love. I mean, who doesn't? Um, you do have to strut like you mean it. Free your mind. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh uh, so that brings us to the end of the film um wow. we do have some questions we like to wrap with 
let me check how we are on time. Oh, we're great on time. Okay. Or we're right on time, I should say. So we do ask these questions. Now these vary. They change from person from uh, um, sort of episode to episode, but essentially the gist is how Disney is it? Are we going to, are there similarities in this thing that we have seen to other Disney films? Mm-hmm. There are no wrong answers. So you can't get anything wrong. Um, but, uh, and we can have a debate if we need to. So first question is, um, who in this film, and this can be genderless, who in this film has hot dad energy? Honestly, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, the, I think maybe the only adult presence I felt. The only one with a lick of sense. Um, <laughs> that was actually full grown. You know, I think this might say a lot about like, young Kathleen but I'm gonna go with Peter on this he has to that is there's there's got to be something that's bringing literally everyone like that's the milkshake that's bringing all of the boys to his yard yeah it's I don't know there's there's no other explanation yeah people need to get off this island is the explanation (laughs) um like yeah like mermaids like swim somewhere pull an aerial and find someone on a boat um goodness is does the villain have gay energy? I mean, Captain Hook, I mean, baby, just <laughs> the every bit, the he's got a feather hair, in his cap. Yeah, Call the, him macaroni. <laughs> I mean, truly, he is a fabulous man. I, I mean, will, yeah, and I will also say he was the first person in my entire life, like when we put when I put this on back in um family video. Mm-hmm. That was the first inkling where I started to realize that, oh, all the villains in Disney films are are queer coded or like gay coded, like secretly yeah, gay. Yeah, that was like your first inkling. That was the first time I was like, wow, this character is gay, is gay, gay. And, get, and Smee is his little submissive boyfriend and they're yes. in love. Like they're, they're, what they have is beyond friendship. Like they are so, <laughs> he cares for him, yeah. you know, like it's really beautiful. So yes, yes. I'm, I'm I did like when he fun. shaved that, um, that seagull's butt. I thought that was Scuttle funny. Scuttlebutt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me stop. Ugh. Okay, if you could replace one voice or one person's voice with Rosie O'Donnell and then another person with Danny DeVito, who would it be? I'll go first so you can think. Um, <laughs> I my instinct is to go with the parents, but that is way too easy. Oh, let me pause you for one okay, second go, though, go, go, go. or let me because I know you know what your answer is, but you know that the voice this is traditional based on the play, right? So the in the play. Mr. Darling and Captain Hook are always played by the same actor. And in that fashion, the voice actor for both Mr. Darling and Captain Hook are the same. And if you watch like the new modern Peter Pan movie, the actor is the same. It's the guy who plays Lucius Malfoy. Um, Yeah. So just keep in mind that if you give Rosie O'Donnell's voice to Mr. Darling, you're also, you see what I'm saying? Theoretically. Yes. Okay. So I can't believe I'm going to say this. I am going to give Rosie O'Donnell's voice to Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. Yes, that's, then that's where I was headed with Rosie, I and must say. Danny DeVito is Smee. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. If, if the shoe fits. Huh? Um, I, love, I love that because just the comedic play, that could be a movie in and of itself, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to keep Rosie O'Donnell on Captain Hook slash Mr. Darling. And I am going to put Danny DeVito on Tinkerbell if Tinkerbell talks. <laughs> that is terrific. That's oh. perfect. Yeah. Did you try to kill her? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Danny DeVito's tweet the other day, by the way? I have to read it out loud because it's gotten almost 2 million likes. You're so up on it. I need to be off on it because I'm going to have a heart attack. (laughs) I literally been having chest pain since Friday. Oh my God. Stop. I really am. (sighs) Danny DeVito tweets, (laughs) Supreme Court my ass. All of our asses, we Danny. We love Danny oh. DeVito. We love Danny DeVito. 1.5 million likes. Supreme Court, my ass. That is, that, <laughs> no one has ever been so eloquent as we, that. Uh, we stand a king. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> 300,000 so retweets. And just visualize this ass when you think about it. And it's equitable, you know? Small little hipless old man, hairy, long. And you know what? And everything you're describing is probably accurate. I have to say though, and I'm not afraid to admit this on the on the World Wide Web. Oh my god. The internet is forever. (laughs) I might be developing a crush on Danny DeVito. (laughs) I knew it. There is is after this tweet, I because I love (laughs) Danny DeVito. I think he's so funny. I think he's just like what a like a ball of wonderful chaotic energy and something like that i was like you know what danny devito <laughs> i'll be your one and only celeb crush yeah yes i i i would like you to talk more about your ass danny devito <laughs> like i cannot co-sign <laughs> i cannot <laughs> nothing about that bowling ball is is getting me going <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> Um, all right, so last question, um, and I think you you already alluded to a perfect example of this. Is there anything from this movie, quote, visual, or, um, yeah, quote or visual, that you would get tattooed as a lower back tattoo? <laughs> I didn't even mean to allude to this. Um, you know, if you had asked me when I was probably like 12 or 13, I would have been like Tinkerbell, like just right on the tip of the ass crack for all the world to see. <laughs> I definitely like wanted like hot topic Tinkerbell jewelry. Like I think, but now I'm really, you know, you know, I'm really feel, feeling is Smee. Like he's got yeah. a crop top. He's wearing his Birkenstocks. His toes are sticking out over the edge. He's got like his beautiful smile. He loves to drink rum. You know, like he's just chilling. And I just, that honestly, the moment he came on screen, I was like, that's the summer I'm having. Like, that's the summer I'm trying to live. (laughs) On a boat and like, just your old clothes that he kind of is like, who cares? We're on a fucking boat. Yeah, sweats and a fucking crop top and like two small old ass Birkenstocks. Like I am everything about that. Coming right right out of my butt crack, I'm going to get the gold hook with the giant <sighs> ring on it oh my god i'm that's that is a gay man's dream i mean it li- literally and figuratively it's on your ass crack and hook has it the horse <laughs> has it. Huh. oh god um all right 
So a couple final things before we wrap. We've been talking a lot about how much these movies cost to make and then how much they made. Um, And I have to say, Disney released, had a major hit with Snow White, and then they had a couple um, uh, not so... Not as hit. Not as hit. So this had a budget of $4 million when it was made. And it only grossed in both United States and Canada are the only things listed here because it was the 50s. uh, $87 million, which is not horrible. That's its lifetime. Hand grossed $6 million in distributor rentals from... uh, Oh, so it really only made $2 million extra. And then within its entire lifespan, it's come to make $87 million in box office sales. So, okay. Now that's a good point. I mean, that makes me wonder, is there anyone besides like disney's children or whatever the fuck that's like still receiving money on peter pan today that like was a part of the original production i have no that's what i want to know really no idea um it is i mean tinkerbell is iconic like she is part of that and also mandela effect everybody who was a kid in the 90s remembers tinkerbell soaring over the castle yep and being the thing but apparently yep. that never happened. You mean it never happened? Like people that and her like dink, like doing the thing. Yeah. People can't find video of it. But that's the video they imagine. Like that's as what a, I remember as in part in my of head. the preview. Yeah. Well, and I definitely remember that in my head, but I also remember the concept. I know that they do she they the, the actual actress that plays Tinkerbell at Disney World or whatever, like soars yeah. over the thing on a wire right but like yes but no i do remember tinkerbell flying over and doing the magic thing yeah. but another mandela effect wow ha, ha, you ever seen tinkerbell fly in the um in uh, disney world in disney world no i haven't okay so let me describe it to you <laughs> and i'm doing this as a disney adult by the way i did see that article thank you so much a couple of our listeners shared it with me um that uh disney adults are the most hated group on the internet <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt. No doubt. No way, doubt. Truly, like insurrectionists in the United States, like truly the one of the worst times in our history. But people are like, you know what? Some may write with these Disney adults, and I wish I could argue. Like, why in the hell would you have your wedding at Disney? Is the first question. Speaking, but okay. Yeah. So speaking of Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, um, this is what happens. And spoiler alert for anybody who has ever what this magic moment ruined for you you go to the park and for the fireworks you wait forever because it's 10 it's like forty thousand people in one spot so like most people will go especially if you've been there a couple times you'll go about an hour early you'll find a decent part spot and you just sit there forever just waiting around people who are like pushing and people who are like have their phones up and are like trying to facetime to somebody else the show always goes through like a decent portion of the, sh- and if you've never been to a Disney fireworks show, it is wild. It is it's the reason there are Disney adults. It's like a $3 million fireworks show every night. It is a production. It is unbelievable. So there's light projections on the castle and there's all these different like special effects that are happening in front of you. And you're like, I didn't know this technology existed. There's these fireworks that are like, coordinated with the music and you're just so overwhelmed there's such a uh, an energy of like everybody loving it in the audience and literally like you said it's like forty thousand people watching and it's it like, so it's like it's like going it's like going to fish 
That's what I imagine yeah. fish people do. It's yeah, except it's on the acid. loser version of fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so, there's not as many people on acid in the Disney crowd. Not as many people on acid. Not as many. people. It's just wild. And also, it's like all these memories from your childhood being played out. Oh my with god! Like incredible or like instrumentation. So there's these orchestral like swells and like it's manipulating. It's all emotional. Emotions. And it's, it's like, manipulative. I mean, it's, but like yes, yes, but you just let yourself enjoy it. And then right there's always a moment where it's like music, magic is people or some like bullshit oh like like fake hopeful saying you know what i mean it's always like dreams are the future and then like, i'm loving it for mcdonald's oh sure might as well be might okay. as well be it, it's truly like um like wishes are magic dreaming is tomorrow and then <laughs> it's like just some bullshit made up song and then the music all cuts out and i've seen a couple different shows i've seen like i think two different shows and they happens the same time every time the music cuts out the lights yeah. kind of dim in a little bit. And then a woman in a full rave green light up corset dress. Oh my God. From 300 feet in the air just starts zip lining. Oh my God. The and these, and myself as one of them, these fucking <laughs> Disney adults were like, <laughs> it is like a full on fucking rock concert. It is. It's, it sounds like it's, ridiculous i think it's one of those things if you stay for the fireworks show you go like oh i might not be a disney adult but like i get why adults are into this this is such a weird no thing. i mean it's a it's a thing like it is it's a thing. unbelievable and it but people who've seen it a million times it's a, and the other thing is like we do comedy we're for a theater background we yeah. all know if you have any theater background whatsoever you know 30 to 40 people who did the disney college program oh at least so like, I mean, oh, well and beyond that also like people that are actively working there today oh yeah so. yeah. And, <laughs> and that's the only reason i've been by the way i didn't go into oh no, no 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 most and that's the other thing is like disney adults is oftentimes like people who have like gotten into free seven or eight times um <laughs> and yeah, a little bit of the magic is lost because you're like oh yeah that's like sabrina our friend or whatever like like yeah yeah i went to college with, with a tinkerbell for sure that ended up oh. like and even still i'm like you're in the middle of it and you're like oh, you better you better work take our back <laughs> you know i think the night that i saw the sh that because like i said i've only been to disney two times and it was like through friends um and the night that i did watch the fireworks show it was just drizzling slightly so tinkerbell wasn't going to come out and i was oh, like oh good for them she's magic oh is that magic i don't know about that magic is real i mean can she clear up this rain yeah if magic is people worth and wishes are tomorrow i mean hello <laughs> i'm loving it bring me some fucking french fries i'm sorry um, we have to yeah. food. well thank you so much for joining me any uh, advice you would give to anybody who's turning this on as an adult advice I would say, I think really the only thing that you can do is, is carefully let your brain and body experience the whatever positive experience you had with it as a child, if you did have one, yeah. um, and just like disassociate, right? Or yeah. just like, like eat a shit ton of weed gummies and just like 
trip balls. Close the know? blinds. Yeah, um, yeah. I would actually say, and I never give this advice because I, I do think kids can be shown things from past. I think things can be teaching moments and things you can say like, yeah, hey, yeah. This is from a this is from an old time. It isn't horrible that like this happened, but you know, whatever. Um, and a lot of times I think some of that shit would go over their head. There's enough right. stuff in here that I would be nervous that my child would just haphazardly repeat it at a daycare. Oh, I mean, just every I mean, yeah. yeah. The yeah. the 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 Native American piece alone, like there's too much of like, no, that's not how we behave. Yeah, that's, that's not how we behave. Or like you're playing Barbies and someone gets attention. So she's like, Well, I saw in a movie that we women, we kill her now. <laughs> Yeah, literally, or or like you know, I, yeah, it's okay for me to be jealous. It's normal. Yeah, like this, this, or to be this like psychotic about boys. Like this is wow, wow, wow. But for an adult, if you're watching it, I say like watch the first twenty minutes, and then right when they hit, right when they hit Big Ben, you've seen all you need to see. You know what? You're not wrong about that. I don't disagree <laughs> with that at all. Oh well, thank you so much. Here I'm gonna hit stop recording. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at at disney.adult.podcast.